Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks, Solomon, brandy, raggedy, Andy, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, home free. This week, a real-life Republican congressman, we're a bad influence on a teenage girl, and a hobo's paradise. Let's go! Welcome to Jordan, Jesse, Go! I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, we are recording our introductory segment today in the jungles of Malaysia. Mm-hmm, some of my favorite jungles. Watch out for scorpions. Okay, also tsetse fly. <laughs> you got it. Uh, cougar? Is sure. that living there? I don't know. I believe it does. I believe they, the jungles of Malaysia are rife with cougars. We'll find out, won't we? You got to shoot them with a blowgun. Yeah. yeah. If you see one, you got to shoot it with a blowgun. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I have several blowguns. That's the way Malaysia works, my friend. Hmm. That's the whole what basis. What happens in Malaysia stays in Malaysia. <laughs> right? You got it, bud. <laughs> oh, you're talking chug, about the prostitutes, chug, chug, right? Chug, Yes. Um, you know, this is something that has been going on and that we did on Jordan Jesse Go a few weeks ago that I have been getting a lot of emails uh, asking me how it was resolved. It mm-hmm. is the issue of television programs. Um, our loyal listeners may recall that a few weeks ago we welcomed uh, some friends from the Onion AV Club onto the show to help myself and my girlfriend Teresa decide what TV shows to watch. Well, we took action. We went out and we got DVDs of the television programs The Gilmore Girls... And Veronica Mars. Um, these, uh, the premise was we needed a show that my girlfriend could watch when I wasn't there uh, and enjoy, but that I could also watch with my girlfriend if, you know, if that was what was, you know. Yeah. And so. you wouldn't and not feel too annoyed. And I wouldn't be feel annoyed like I did when I tried to watch Sex in the City, which I did. I gave a good faith effort to trying to watch mm-hmm. Sex in the City because Sex in the City is over. I think my girlfriend has one episode left and she's been really saving them out. Um, I feel the same way about the... Oh, and Firefly. We've been watching Firefly as well. So there's three television programs that we try that were recommended to okay. us. Here's the verdict, Jordan. Okay. Veronica Mars. This show is a little bit stupid. And I just want to... In, in what way is it stupid? In a WB way. Gotcha. The acting sometimes is a little bit bad. Uh, the dialogue sometimes is a little bit corny and bad. Maybe, and I think partly I feel this way because the main dramatic television program that I watch is The Wire, mm-hmm. and it's just hard to measure up, because I guess Veronica Mars is probably as good or better as most just regular TV shows. Yeah. I just have a hard time buying into it. So that's the negative side. It's a little corny. And in fact, after the first one, I had to talk my girlfriend, Teresa, into watching a second one. Now, that having been said, I'm totally obsessed with it, and I have to find out what happens in the fucking mystery. Wow, you love those mysteries, huh? Oh, I didn't know I loved mysteries. I mean, I'd read mystery novels before, but I n- never gotten that engaged in the mystery part of it. I read, the, I read the kind of mystery novels where it's like all about ambiance and that kind of thing, character and ambiance. Sure. You know what I mean? And, uh, oh, man, i got to find out what happens in this fucking mystery. It's racking my, it's exploding my head. Wow. Jordan, she didn't know who she was wondering, and this is spoiler for those who haven't seen the first season of Veronica Mars, uh, she wanted. She was trying to figure out who her real dad was, whether it was her, her dad that's portrayed as her dad in the series who's a private detective, 
or this rich guy. So she tricked her dad into putting a drop of blood on a card for a DNA test mm-hmm. uh, by telling him that it was something for a science class or something like that. And then she got the results back, but she decided she would rather not know, and she shredded them before she opened them, and now I don't know who her real dad is. Wow. Sounds like you're going bonkers. <sighs> I am seriously going bonkers. I really need to need this mystery to be solved. Wow. And all the, thing, all the nice things they say about uh, the lady who plays Veronica Mars, whose name I don't know, uh, are pretty much true. She's she's great. I mean, she's really charming. She's very good looking. Yeah, I, I actually I actually talked to her for a little bit uh, the other day. I, I saw her at a function, and uh, she's uh, she's a she's a ball of charm. Yeah, definitely. There you go. She's a winner, and, and the, a lot of the star other, star quality. Exactly. You would say. And, and a lot of the other actors on the show, uh, especially the grown up actors, are similarly very good. Some of the other teenage actors are kind of teenage actory. Yeah. Um, and they write some kind of teenagery, showy kind of dialogue for them. But man, do I need to know what the fucking end of that mystery is. And do not, under any circumstances, email me to tell me what the end of the mystery is. Yeah, don't is. trick Jesse into knowing the mystery. Oh, these, these people, Jordan. I don't... These people. Okay. So I think if they... I think... Don't send Jesse an email where the subject line is free XXX passes, because then he'll open it <laughs> and then have the... Uh, have the mystery in the thing instead of a link to free XXX pass. And to be clear, I wouldn't open it because I want to see pornography. It's because I think there's a third movie in the Triple X in the Triple X franchise, which yeah. I care about very much. Video, a sequel to Triple X: State of the Union. Maybe Shy LaBeouf plays Triple X in this one. Yeah, Shy LaBeouf. Until recently, I thought Shy LaBeouf was a made-up name. Nope, didn't know it was a real person. Real guy. Yeah. He's one of those, like, he's a good example of, like, famous for no reason. Oh, good. Like, you're like, why do I know the name? Like, you're a little mad at yourself for knowing the name Shia LaBeouf. Is he on Lost? I think he's on Lost. No, he was in Constantine. I just assume anything that I don't know about that people say something to me about, about it's because it's something about Lost. Okay. Television program number two, The Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen The Gilmore Girls, Jordan? No. It's great. You should watch it. It's totally great. Yeah. Number one, the lady who was in it. What's that lady called? You know that. Oh, uh, Sarah Gilmore. No, not Sarah. Jordan. Jane Gilmore. No, Jordan. You know, the lady. Ah. She was the efficiency expert on news radio. She's kind of... Yeah. uh, Oh, Jane P. News Radio. Jordan. You're just making fun of me now. Lauren Graham, I think. Or something Graham. Lauren something. Anyway, she's awesome. Yeah. She's really, really cute. Um, I th- find, think she's very attractive. You're into and um, the show, uh, there's an element of me that doesn't like the precocious kid part of the show, right? Which is that there's this teenage girl who is kind of wise beyond her years. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a little annoying to me. But uh, the f- and the referencing things part of it, which is a significant part of it, although not as significant as I had feared, mm-hmm. uh, kind of annoying. Yeah, it to kind me. of prides itself in being the pop culture reference show. Like, yeah. not, you know, not, no stone goes unturned. But I, they'll reference Lacant and. Paris exactly. Hilton's Kant in the same show. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. That's not that big a part of the show. I, okay. I, I was worried from hearing people say that, that it would be a big part of the show, and it, it isn't really a big okay. part of the show. At least I don't notice it, if it is. And uh, the dialogue and the characters, engaging and uh, genuinely funny. Hmm. Sort of a quirky town show in the, um, in the mold of a northern, northern exposure. exposure. Um, and uh, does a very good job of it. Now, I understand the show went downhill after the first couple of seasons or something, but I'm... You haven't gotten there yet. And I think this one might be the answer because the, yeah. 
it's it's a little bit serial, but not very serial. Like if I missed an episode of Veronica Mars, I would tear my hair but. out because I am totally obsessed with what's going to happen in this mystery. I've never been this obsessed with what's going to happen on a TV show before outside of the wire. Um, but I'm totally obsessed with what's going to happen in the mystery. Whereas the Gilmore girls, like, sure, like they change over time, but you know, I wouldn't feel bad if I missed one. Yeah. I love the patrician family, the, the protagonist, uh, whatever her name is, Gilmore. Um, I've watched like 12 of these and I don't even remember the characters' names, but she has patrician parents, like a a dad with like a blue blazer and a bow tie. Gotcha. They're fucking great. Yeah. They're hilarious. They are hilarious. And they're not just played for, you know, rich person jokes. Yeah. They're just genuinely very funny. So that's great. I I like something, I like a show where they'll let an old person be in it who's obviously a little bit too good to be on some TV yeah, yeah. show. Like they've been but, a stage actor or something for years. But the reason that they're in it is because there's, you know, like four roles for old people in all of the world of television. So they just get right. the, any old person you see is either a sight gag or brilliantly talented. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then Firefly, which, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a fucking nerd because I love that shit. It's great, man. There are a few things better than that. It is. It is. I talked to somebody who didn't like it for nerd reasons because the, I can't remember the space why. Physics were wrong or something. Yeah, something like that. And I was just like, no, it's like Star Wars. You know, it's like. It's, I guess it's not like there. I don't learn anything from watching it. Like it's not a thoughtful program right. particularly. It's just really funny and fun. Yeah, great one-liners, really engaging good, uh, characters. Uh, yeah, I really care about the characters. They have these everybody, really Yeah, everybody gives a great performance. Really in it. fun adventures. Mm-hmm. Didn't you meet the guy from the um didn't you meet the guy from the Firefly recently? Yeah, I met uh Nathan Fillion who played the captain in Firefly and also uh is really great in this movie Slither that came out last year. Oh, um, you love Slither. I totally love Slither. Um yeah, Nathan Fillion and he's in this new show called Drive. Um, which is like some sort of road race. Yeah, it, it's actually it's it's created by one of the the, the non Joss Whedon co creator of Firefly. Um, yeah, and it's like a it's like a gumball rally show. The plot is actually kind of exactly the same as the video game Twisted Metal, only the cars don't have guns on them. Oh, I see. You're gonna have to explain the plot. Oh, I've, just like people get a mysterious letter and they say you have to participate in this road race, or and everyone has kind of has a different motivation. Because I'll tell you, you, Jordan, most people, even who have played Twisted don't Metal, are not aware of, of the plot metal. of Twisted Metal. Well, I am, um, and. Um, yeah, Nathan Fillion is the lead in it, and uh, for my job, we went to the set of that show and interviewed him and some of the other cast members. Um, and man, this guy should be way more famous than he is. Just so winning and nice, and I, I got a picture made with him. Um, and I'll try and put this up on the internet soon I was, uh, so people on the forum can see it. But um, it was him, and he signed it for me, and he signed it, Hey, Jordan, remember this? Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a great. champ. That's a lot of fun. We mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. So there's three television programs, and they were all winners. I, um, I watched a television program I had never watched what was recently. That? Um, uh, I, I obtained a free DVD set of part one of season three of Entourage. <laughs> part one of season yeah, three. Yeah, I guess huh? they're trying to make you buy two different DVD sets um, for Entourage. And I had never seen... I've seen I had seen a couple of entourages that were kind of on in the background while something else was going on, um, and you know was kind of lukewarm about it. Um, and, but I mean, people really love it. I mean, like my um, you know, like my my bosses who I really uh, you know whose opinion I really respect, they love it. 
and are always talking about it. And um, uh, our friend, uh, big time Gene O'Neill, loves it. Does Gene really love it? Gene loves it. I th- Gene was the first one to mention that he. I don't know if he still loves oh, okay. it. Okay, but um, and he, what did you think, Jordan? Uh, so I watched it. I watched that whole damn DVD of it, the whole set. <laughs> Um, I like to watch a show while I go to bed. That's right. mainly when I'll watch a show. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, I watched it, and I I am so all over the map about it because it's not well written. It's not. <laughs> you know, here's what here's what I had hoped. Here's what I had hoped going into Entourage. I'm like, here's what people like it. There will be these kind of guy issues in it that maybe I don't hear about anywhere else. Like, for instance, we're talking about Sex in the City, and I can see, you know, even if it's not that funny or well-written, you still like hearing people have a conversation like, you know, um, you know, being okay with, like, a woman is okay with having sex with a guy, but when he tries to hold hands, she feels weird about it. And I can understand that's something a lot of women feel, you know, but you don't hear about it on, you know, The King of Queens or something like that. So they're happy to hear that kind of thing. And I was kind of hoping, like, oh, maybe that's what I'll get out of it. Maybe I you know, can think about my guy feelings a little bit more through this show. And no, there's totally none of that. And if, if someone can relate to the things that they're talking about, they're probably a bad person, um, <laughs> I would guess. So, I, you know, there's no universality to it. It's so specific. And the characters' lives go from... Here's the kind of urgency in the show is the characters' lives fluctuate between really awesome and kind of awesome. Like even when things go badly in the episode, their lives are still kind of awesome and it'll most of the shows end in someone having a three-way. <laughs> like even if the most even if like the thing looming, like there's this thing looming throughout these episodes like, "Oh, will it go wrong? Will it go wrong?" and then it does go wrong, but people's lives are still really really great. Um so that part of it is a little hard to buy, but um what kept me going was I was really interested in the plot of it. Like, there's this kind of ongoing plot with the main character and will he, you know, what will be his next movie and kind of his struggles in, um, uh, you know, like finding the next movie to star in. And for somebody, I was really interested in it. Like, is, you know, what goes on with a studio and, like, you know, the things that lead into certain movies getting made and certain movies not getting made. Um, so yeah, and the, the, the Hollywood stuff was really interesting to me. Uh, when I, when that show came out, I thought, well, maybe I'll like this show because lots of people like sex in the city, including people I love and respect, mm-hmm. like my girlfriend. And this is supposed to be sex in the city for dudes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I watched it a couple of times and all I could think was, wow, they somehow managed to take all the redeeming elements of sex in the city <laughs> yeah, just out of sex it. in the city. Yeah. Like it's really just the it's just like the consumer porn and just like the it's like i guess dudes just want like they really yeah, like want I mean, to live a this dude, life it's a dude with fantasy with no like with no real consequences to what they do really yeah i just feel like they could just replace the whole show with just the dudes jacking off on each other and it would <laughs> like that would be the same thing the ball ordering something online exactly um oh. Although in in this third season, there's a couple episodes with Martin Landau in them. Uh-huh. And he plays this kind of aging uh, producer. Um, I don't know if he's the actual guy or he's supposed to be the actual guy. But like, oh, he produced like The Sting and stuff like that. And he's really funny. Okay. Um, so that's that's uh, the kind of redeeming. Yeah, I kind of feel like anyway. I kind of feel like more things should have like Martin Landau or I don't know maybe Elliot Gould. Sure. I just think like when I was watching Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> You know, like, there's some parts of it that are a little bit lame and boring, but then it's just, like, really cool to have a movie where, like, 
Rob Reiner and Elliot Gould get to be the geniuses that they are. Sure. You know what I mean? In, in the context of an actual thing. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. I, you can tell from this, from this conversation that w- if I ever got to make a television show, it would be exclusively old guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be like, okay, Elliot Gould, Alan Alda, that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to think of a funny old guy to bring up. I forget his name. He was in, the, he was in Blade Runner. Oh, M. Emmett Walsh. <laughs> M. Emmett Walsh to the set, please. Donald Sutherland, your scene is ready. <laughs> I don't, I, you can see that I've never been on a set from the industry insider yeah. language that I tried to use. Your scene is ready. <laughs> Sam Elliott just punched out a PA. <laughs> You're listening to Jordan Jesse go, I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We will return in a moment. Still coming up on the show, Representative Dick Martin of Ohio. Uh, Jordan sings a song and other cool, cool stuff. Jordan, Jesse, go, Jesse. Jordan. Pithy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new official caller on the program. Her name is Ashley. Uh, last week, we incorrectly identified Ashley, who is a uh, teenager. Mm-hmm. 17? A teen. She's a teen, I think 17. Yeah. Uh, in Late high school. Teens. We misidentified her as uh, a resident of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually a resident of Lubbock. Lubbock. Lubbock, Texas. Um, here's, a, here's a call she made to us. Jesse, this is Ashley from Texas, and not only do I not live in Houston, um, I live in Lubbock, which is possibly worse, because, like, Houston, there's at least, you can drive places to go. Lubbock is, I don't even know if you've heard of Amarillo, but it's two hours away from that. It's eight hours away from Dallas, and it is ten hours away from Austin. That's how, like, out of touch... (laughs) Lubbock is with the rest of just Texas, and um, that made me laugh. You started talking about how I was from Houston, and no, I'm from 10 hours, uh, no, not 10, 12, 12 hours away from Houston, 10 from Austin, excuse me, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, that made me really excited, because I was definitely in class listening to it when they started playing my recording and it made me very happy thank you so much you guys i'll talk to you later definitely i am more than happy to be your official jordan jesse go caller thank you guys talk to you later bye uh i think we can start jordan Mm -hmm. uh with the fact that we were we were concerned that we were a bad influence right on uh ashley and uh and, and, and some people on the forum tried to tell us, oh, no, you're not a bad influence. You're probably a good influence because uh, we're good people. Sure. I think, overall. Yeah, good-ish. We're 8 out of 10. Yeah. You know? I haven't murdered anyone. No, and I've only, I, you know, like batteries, simple batteries as far as I've ever gone. Yeah. Not really. I've never. You've never I've been battered. battered. I got hit once just walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. Someone threw a, a battery at you. Yeah, someone did throw a battery at me, but I've never struck anyone, but... Um, however, I think in this call, there's incontrovertible evidence that we are a bad influence on Ashley, which is that we're gratified that she was so excited to hear her name on our show that she screamed. Mm -hmm. Um, however, it appears that she was listening to our show in class. I wonder how you get away with that. Just like put one earbud in or something and just pretend like you're 
Maybe it was study hall. Even study hall, that's questionable behavior. Right. We think she should be getting good grades and staying in school. Absolutely. Learning all she can. Exactly. While she still has the opportunity to learn before she's, you know, destined to a life, you know, working for... Installing car stereos or something. Installing car stereos, exactly. No offense to anybody out there who listens and installs car stereos. I really appreciate the fact that you could get a new car stereo put in your car that didn't come with the car. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, But that's a concern. Mm -hmm. Ashley, are you listening when you're actually physically in class? Ashley, I mean, granted, I have done a fair amount of goofing off in my time. Yeah, I would imagine that you were a goof off when you were in when a little you were bit in of a school. goof off. But I'm saying that that Jordan Jessica is is best for for leisure time. Here's here's my standard for listening in class. Is it how I applied it? Okay. Um, the first round of the playoffs, you can't, you don't have, you don't listen to in class. You listen during the breaks. Yeah. Uh, but if if the Giants make the uh, the divisions, I mean the uh, league championship series or World Series. Uh, then it's okay to listen uh, in class. Yeah. So just remember Wait, how that. did you get away with listening in class? I, mean, I, had, how a, you, how I had a radio mm-hmm. and I had a, I, an earbud, mm-hmm. one earbud, and I wore a hat and a coat. So uh, they could have maybe seen the like... Little wire. The little wire, but I was hiding it effectively. Mm. Gotcha. But that's for... That's the playoffs, Jordan. Yeah, this We're ain't no about playoffs. The Giants. This, this ain't no playoffs. I mean, there are those who would argue, uh, I don't know who these people are, that every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is like the playoffs. Yeah. I don't see it that way. Maybe, you know, maybe an episode of Jordan Jesse Go with Judge John Hodgman is the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You, these, you can download these things pretty easily. You yeah. know, it's like it's, it, it can just, it'll sit there until you're ready. There's no suspense involved. No. We're not going to kick Sanjaya off of Jordan Jesse Go. What's that? That's this guy that's on American Idol that my auntie told me about. Okay. Actually, I, po- I I said something about that, I think, before on the show or maybe on the forum. Yeah. And I got in trouble. People thought that I was being mean to my auntie when I wasn't interested in hearing about Sanjay. I was actually, to be clear, to people who heard that on the show or posted it on the forum, I don't remember where I said it. Yeah. I was very nice to my auntie about it. Right. I you're respectful. You're very respectful of your family and elders in general. I didn't let on that I was disinterested in the in the travails of Sanjaya. Sanjaya. Sanjaya? Sanjaya. You know, I, I'll tell you this one thing about Sanjaya. Yeah. So my auntie told me all about Sanjay, and I never—I haven't watched the the American. I, I only watched American Isle a couple times because my girlfriend's cousin was on there, and then after that, I, I haven't watched it because it made me really uncomfortable and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, but somebody sent me this Sanjay clip. Uh-huh. And this is a guy that everybody's making fun of. I didn't really think he was that bad. I yeah, mean, why are they making fun of him? Weird name? Because he's bad. Well, Howard Stern apparently told all of his listeners to call in and vote for him because he was the worst one, and that way it would embarrass American It'd be Idol. Like the funny, funny if the exactly. But I don't know. I mean, he wasn't any good. I'll, I'll, <laughs> right. I'll grant you that he wasn't any good. But I don't really remember seeing anybody else on American Idol that I thought was any good. I kind of thought that Fantasia was okay, but <laughs> I saw her singing on the Grammys or something. I was like, oh, she can. She's a she. Strong singer, yeah, Fantasia. But you know, like Justin Guarani or whatever his name was, Guarana. Justin Guarjina. Uh-huh, that guy wasn't that great, you know. I don't know. What's the big deal? Hard to say. Let's get back to Ashley for a minute here. Good. Uh, uh, we got uh, we got an email about Ashley. Uh, this was from uh, Zach, who's in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Um, not exactly. Last week we were talking about how Houston's a tough place. I bet Lubbock's even worse. But uh, uh, Zach says, spending your whole life in Texas would be like spending your whole life in Santa Cruz. It would be pleasant, but you'd have no concept of how most of the world actually works. I think that's an interesting assertion. You've actually spent some time in Texas because you have family that yeah, lives yeah. there. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was actually born in Beaumont. Um, we moved to Orange County real quick after I was born. Maybe I was three or something like that, and so I don't remember it too much. But yeah, I, mean, I spent a reasonable amount of time in Texas. What do you think about the, the Texas? Which kind of Texas have you been to? Uh, I mean, I only, I only went to Austin recently. I only went to Austin a few weeks ago, and I had never seen that kind of cool part of Texas. Um, and, you know, and, and, and the parts that my family are from are just kind of the bland part of Texas. It's just, you know, very, you know, it's very flat and strip molly. And um, I kind you know, of a lot of a lot of McMansions. I kind of like Santa Cruz in in in. in I, I kind of I don't. I think I would definitely like Santa Cruz a lot more than I would like some weird yeah, place in Texas. Absolutely. I mean, Santa Cruz is silly, but I mean, it's silly for good things. You know, like yeah, it, it, it cares about good things, and it's a little bit boring. But yeah, you know, like it's like not relative to how big it is. I mean, they have like real concerts there, and yeah, you know, some for real you some real things to. happen, and they you know, and they the weather's really nice. Great weather. There's beautiful trees close to the beach. Nice beach there. I don't like the beach, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah outdoor activities like abounds. Yeah, I mean, if I was gonna, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Like, if I was going to be an old guy that didn't, I think probably even when I'm an old guy, I'll probably want to live somewhere like, you know, like Manhattan or something like that. You know, some rich old guy place, yeah. like in like a wood-lined, you know, library having apartment. Sure. But um, if I was going to retire to some place, I could see retiring to Santa Cruz because it's so nice. Oh, Just yeah, absolutely. Go to the farmer's absolutely. market, go buy some organic markets. apples or something. Sure. Go see uh, some sort of... I'd go see some taiko drumming in the evening. Exactly. Like a performance of taiko Maybe drumming. Maybe some Tuvan throat singing. Some tuvin th- yeah, Performed absolutely. by one Tuvan guy and 12 white women. Yes. Um, something, something rain stick. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, whereas I think if I tried to live in Lubbock, Texas, I would just get really sad. I mean, I would love my family or whatever if my family lived there. Sure. That's a good... You know, I love my family and everything, but... And I would probably make good friends because you can, you know, you just make good friends because there's good people everywhere. Sure. But the actual Lubbock, Texas part of it, I think I would Not just so get much. sad. I think I would just descend into yeah. a spiral of sadness. So I think the moral of this week for our official caller, Ashley, is if you're going to listen to Jordan Jesse go in class, it had better be the playoffs. Something, something rain stick. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse go. La, la, la. Jordan Jesse Go is sponsored by Project Breakout online at projectbreakout.com. We're now entering round two of the Project Breakout internet comedy contest to find out who's going to be the next big comedy star and get a free trip to Sketchfest NYC. The field has been whittled down to 10. I will be judging those 10 along with Ann Beats, former Saturday Night Live writer, and Biz Ellis, a member of the sketch comedy group Meet and a producer of Sketchfest NYC. The winner will get a trip to Sketchfest NYC. So visit projectbreakout.com to view and vote on those 10 videos. (laughs) 
You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, a couple weeks ago on the show, Jordan, we dipped our toe into the vast pool of water that is the American political scene. How could we not? Uh, there's an election year coming up. And, and there are tortured metaphors everywhere. Mm-hmm. The vast pool of water that is the American political... What is that even supposed to mean? Um, but we did. We touched on the. We touched a little bit on the election. The election's coming up, um, and and I kind of feel like I kind of feel like as a podcaster, we're sort of like citizen journalists, right? Yeah. And it's important to uh, become engaged not only in our communities but in the nation and by extension, sort of the world. Um, so in that spirit, we reached out to the office of uh, Representative Richard Martin. He is a Republican congressman from Ohio, um, and he is really graciously, uh, he, happened to be, he happened to be traveling in Los Angeles. He's here with us in the studio. Um, Representative Martin, thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure, Jesse, and I didn't catch the other fellow's name. What was it? Oh, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? It's, it's really a pleasure to have you. And I, I guess the first question is, have you, have you been doing this kind of uh, grassroots media outreach before to this point, or is this a new thing for you? Well, it's uh, it's fairly new. You know, after after the 2004 election, I looked at that, uh, the victory map, and, uh, you know, a very red in the middle, and then there, you know, there was the, the kind of the blue crust around the edges, and I thought, how can I, how can I nibble away at that? that crust what can i do and i thought you know god darn it let's let's get into the belly of the beast and so i i'm out here in los angeles trying to to turn this blue state red and i know that sounds crazy to some folks but uh you know that's what i feel like i'm i'm born to do is to is to take these liberal minds and that that have been so brainwashed by the liberal media and uh and to to help them to see the truth and the way and the light how do your how do you think your constituents feel about you spending time away from ohio or away away from washington dc do they support you in that i don't know i don't talk to them okay (laughs) Um, we, we've actually, uh, speaking of talking to uh, constituents, on our message board at MaximumFun.org, we asked our uh, listeners and readers who, uh, what they might like to hear, uh, what they might like to ask a Republican congressman um, under the heading Ask a Republican. Um, you, would you be willing to answer some Absolutely. Some you know, Jesse, this is, this is how democracy works. You know, folks reaching out across the aisle and saying, hello, fella, what, you know, what can I do for you? And, uh, it's just real neat. Go well, ahead. What do you let me before we get to those questions? What kind of what kind of things do you? I know that reaching out is a big part of what you do. Absolutely. Uh, what, what kind of things do you? What kind of things have you learned about or, or heard a lot about from from people that you that you've talked to that maybe even surprised you? Uh, from liberals? Yeah, from liberals, or or just from anyone that you that you talk to in your um, you know regular travels. Uh you know that's kind of a kind of a vague question, and uh, it, it I don't really have an answer uh, okay. f- for that, Jesse. But um, I, the one thing that that has always surprised me is the way you folks dress. Uh-huh. Such uh, and don't take this the wrong way, but such a a disrespect for society. You know uh-huh. your your shirts aren't ironed, your your jeans are tattered. You know you don't present yourself as successful. How are you to inspire other Americans if you say, uh, you know, I, I look like I just rolled out of a dumpster? It, it doesn't, and I, and, I, and I don't mean to, to put you down, but uh, I, I think when you walk out the door, you should be saying to your fellow Americans, "Look at me, I'm going to go get it." You know, today's today's just another day in the pursuit of my dream. I can get that 
7,500 square foot home. You just watch me. Uh, and just, I think, maybe you could describe how, how you're dressed so that for our radio audience, they understand how that you've dressed for success. Or- I have a definitive part in my hair uh, uh-huh. that I began in seventh grade. Uh, that was a special year. That was the year I established not only my hair part, but my worldview. And uh, it hasn't changed since then because uh, my folks passed it down to me. And uh, I-, I don't want to do them the disrespect by questioning uh, my, my my shirt, uh, I, it's a beautiful blue striped shirt. Uh, the cuffs are white. The collar is white. I got a neat tie, red, white, and blue. Let the folks know where I stand. Uh, gold cufflinks, gold watch, pleated khakis, tasseled loafers. Yeah, that's uh, nice. It's- yeah. I mean, is this, I mean, just so we can get to know you a little a little better personally, I mean, uh, we're talking a lot about clothes. I mean, sure. how do you, uh, you know, when you're just, when you're just lounging around, you know the living room or or, or poolside. Mm-hmm. How uh, how do you how do you prefer to to dress? Always. Uh, sometimes I'll uh, I'll slip into uh, maybe a, a pair of golf pants to fit a little looser. Uh, maybe a uh, an upscale slipper. Um, that's probably as bound, uh, down and dirty as I get. But uh, I you know sometimes I'll wear a a, a short uh, a pair of shorts when I get into the pool. Uh, but uh, I like to. I like to be ready in case a board meeting breaks out. Yeah, I, I understand that. You never I understand know. that yeah. completely. Well, let's, let's get to these questions. Let's get to them. Um, we have a question from uh, Charles, a listener in Bonaire, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, uh, actually a, uh, a red state. Sure. Um, he asks, has George Bush done enough to stop the genocide in Darfur? You know, uh, folks keep asking me this question, uh, you know, about Darfur. You know, when I... When I was a kid, when I was 12 years old, I, I dreamed of having an actual machine gun instead of a fake one. You know, those kids in, in Darfur, they're living that dream. They're carrying real machine guns. You, you want to step in and crush the dream of a child? I'm not in that business. That's, that's not for me to do. You know, the other problem in, in Darfur is, is the fact that there, there's starvation going on. And, and folks say, my God, there's not enough food to feed all these people. There's too many people, not enough food. Well, you know, the liberals want to bring more food, but isn't the simpler solution to sit back and let the number of people decrease? Isn't that more efficient? I think it is. How do you feel about American interventionism abroad more generally? I know traditionally the the right has been somewhat uh, isolationist, but m- more recently um, the right has sort of reached out to spread democracy ar- around the world. You know, we, sometimes folks, if for, if for instance in 1953 uh, in Iran, they had their first democratically elected president, Mossadegh, and uh, – we were excited that he was the first democratically elected president of Iran, but he looked a little commie, so we had to get rid of him. Um, Allende in Chile in 1973, the first democratically elected fellow in a little while, a little commie around the edges. We had to get rid of him. Other than that, we've been very, very solid at installing democracy where we want it. All we ask is the other countries accept democracy when we want it. Well, let me ask you this is sort of as a follow-up to that, and we'll get back to the listener questions. Um, uh, S- South America, obviously very near to the United States, has had a lot of um, democratically elected uh, leftist 
governments sure. recently. Certainly, Hugo Chavez. Uh, Evo Morales. Uh, yeah, and and I'm wondering, how do you feel about those leaders, and, and do you think that might be some kind of a, th- a threat to the United States? Uh, you know, it's uh, they're they're right there on the oil supply. You know, uh, Ugo is uh, sadly uh, a man who is so strategic to to keeping uh, America's factories going, um, and yet he's also uh, he's a loose cannon. And uh, you know, we're going to monitor that situation down there, but. Uh, you know he's free to do whatever he wants. God bless him, um, but he'll have his day. He'll have his day. Who would you like to see as the president of Venezuela? If you if you had your choice and could literally install anyone as the president of uh, Venezuela, yourself accepted. Sure. Uh, who, who who would you like to see? Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the folks from Exxon Mobil. Uh, I think one of the problems with government is there's so much waste. You know, all the deals are done, you know, in the back room with a handshake and a wink. I think I can probably trim that down to just a handshake. There's no need for people to to be winking on top of the handshake. So, you know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the the the, the fellow that just stepped down at uh, at ExxonMobil. I forget the fellow's name with the uh, the uh, the pocket under his chin. Uh, the heck is his name? We belong to the same country club. I can't believe I'm, um, uh, I'm spacing on his name, but he's a neat fella. Uh, he's a 12th handicap. You wouldn't think that for a chubby fella, but, uh, anyway, I'd like to see somebody that, 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 that knows the business of oil getting in there. You know, uh, some of these, these guys that are in charge down there, I don't know what they did before this. They played in a salsa band. Uh, they, they were in the jungle smoking a cigar. They, they don't know capitalism. And that's what we need is we need to, we need somebody in there that, that, that knows what they're doing. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, have you guys thought about maybe the, the reason that some of these countries don't, don't do well with democracy is just because, uh, you know, because of, of cultural issues. How do you guys account for that? Just kind of different, different culture and different ways of life, you know, affecting how people look at politics. Well, uh, yeah, their culture does have something to do with, you know, you're going to take a siesta, we're going to invent the iPod. Uh, you know, you can't catch up when you're you're in a hammock half the day, uh, and that's what I'm so proud of as Americans is is we never stop in the pursuit of being number one, no matter what it takes. You know, I don't want to live in a in a country that's number two. You know, do you want to tell that to your kid? You want to look him in the eye and say, "Daddy, Daddy lives in a country that that is no longer number one." Go ahead and put your foam finger in the attic. You want to have that conversation? I don't. No, let's let's get back to these uh, listener questions. Um, We have a question from uh, a listener in a a very blue area of the country. Uh, Ian from San Francisco Mm -hmm. uh, is wondering uh, what happened to Republicans who wanted to reduce government power. Actions like the Patriot Act and uh, broader wiretapping power seem to be in direct conflict with that idea. Um, How do you resolve that conflict between reducing government power and uh, increasing surveillance capabilities? Well, you got to understand, everything that Ian believes is being filtered through his homosexuality. Um, He didn't come right out and say it, but his name is Ian. He lives in San Francisco, and he's questioning Republican policy. He's obviously not a patriot. He obviously didn't didn't read the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is about patriotism. I haven't myself read it, but several of my aides have, and they assure me that it is about patriotism. Uh, it, it, what you need to do is you need to trust government. You need to trust us. Uh, you know, if you can't trust us, you know, what's the point of, uh, 
uh, of getting up in the morning? Do you want to spend your day questioning your government? Uh, what you need to, I got to tell you what, our country is at alarmingly low levels of saluting. Uh, we haven't seen them this low and, and God, I don't know how long. And that affects recruiting. And if we don't have recruits, uh, how are we going to market a war? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I probably only saluted three or four times last year. And look at your hair. It's curly. It's a mess. Yeah. You've got a black T-shirt on and you're unhappy. That's a, that's a great point. Um, we've got a question here from Dan from Connecticut. Uh, he asks, if heaven exists, uh, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, how are you, Richard? I've been waiting for you. Uh, there's not a lot of blacks up here. Just the good ones. Uh, not a lot of Latinos, just the busboys. And, uh, you know, you're a neat fella. You did some good work down there. And, uh, you, you know, you, you made a lot of money and, uh, you left it to your kids and, uh, they're not going to snort it. That's really, that's kind of reassuring, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's, I want to leave a legacy. You know, I want, I want people to walk through my neighborhood and, and go, my God, look at that castle. Who owned that? You know, and somebody would go, well, that was a very successful congressman who had a close personal relationship with Jesus and uh, did a bang-up job in keeping America safe. Um, I, I, I actually would maybe like to give you um, a chance to, to clarify one of, one of the statements you made. You, you mentioned that you would like God to say that um, there's not a lot of blacks up here, yeah. uh, only the good ones. When I say black, I, 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 I mean the, the angry ones. Okay. You know, the, 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 that was probably the wrong, the wrong term. You, I mean, you know, when you look, you see, you see a black person, you know whether or not they're one of the good ones or the bad ones. You know, there's an anger or a lack of anger. And, you know, it, that helps delineate. I hate to use the phrase the good ones from the bad ones, but the ones you're going to hire from the ones you're not going to hire. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, you, you talked a lot about success and how proud you are of your own success, dressing for success. Absolutely. Um, obviously, it's wonderful that you're in the House of Representatives representing your district in Congress. Mm-hmm. You're, you look great. Um, but I, I know that a congressman makes I, uh, you know, a, a, a good salary, a sure. strong salary. But I wonder if there are uh, other things you've done, either, uh, either things you do now or things you've sure. done in your life to, to, make, to earn money and, and sort of build a legacy for your kids. Well, I was, uh, I was a CEO of uh, Ohio Petroleum and, uh, and Synthetics and uh, did, a, did a terrific job there. I uh, increased the stock price uh, from uh, $4 a share to $400 a share. And in uh, just over uh, uh, two years, I'm very proud of that. Uh, that by the way, that $400 a share was uh, pre Sarbanes Oxley. Um, unfortunately, I uh, I stepped down uh, due to the advice of uh, my family pastor, my wife, and the FBI. And uh, it it wasn't fair, but I had to do what I had to do due to some some overly uh, litigious lawyers representing. The hysterical mothers of a couple of very, very slightly deformed children. Uh, I happened to be – there was a drought in the Ohio uh, River Valley. Uh, the, the rivers were at an all-time low. I patriotically decided to add some water to those levels. Uh, people wanted to portray that in the liberal media as polluting. Uh, and I don't know whether or not that led to these kids being born with birth defects, but I've seen a couple of them walk and – 
the limp is very, you know, barely noticeable. Uh, let's, let's get back to these listener questions. Uh, John from Arlington, Virginia asks, uh, how would you, uh, Representative Martin, uh, handicap the Republican presidential field? Uh, you know, that that's hard to say because we haven't started push polling yet. So we don't know uh, what's going to happen, uh, who's going to be thinned out. Uh, but that, uh, you know, that's the most exciting part is – and that's that's one of the reasons why I love Fox News is, you know, anybody can report what happened. Isn't it neat when you can report what's going to happen? That's what I love. That's what's so neat about democracy is uh, it's almost like they're, you know, like those uh, those old autos in the 60s that had that crazy, you know, the three on the tree uh, where it's right there at your fingertips. And I, I think that's when democracy runs best is when it's right there on the steering column. That's really powerful. I yeah. think a powerful yeah. metaphor, yeah. the push button. And I'm not even sure what it means. Yeah. Um, we've got a question here from Dave. Uh, he lives in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. God like, bless you, Dave. Like you do, I, yeah. I presume, at least part time. Mm-hmm. Um He's wondering, and this actually, uh, I think, dovetails with a question, with something that you brought up. In the name of civil political discourse, uh, would you be willing to refuse to go on any talk or news show that demonizes the left wing uh, maliciously or or unfairly? Uh, I I haven't thought about that yet. And I know what what he's trying to get to is the... The, the the Democrats uh, from Nevada said that they're they're not going to debate on Fox News. Uh, they're going to boycott it, and uh, you know that that's offensive. Uh, you know they're copycats. Uh, it, anybody knows that Fox boycotted News First, and for them to to just blatantly take an idea that's not theirs is uh, it sickens me. Um, have you ever thought about? Um it's it's interesting to me that someone brought up the the presidential race. Have you ever thought about going beyond the House of Representatives, running for the Senate, or uh, perhaps running for the executive? You know, I, I, the thought has crossed my mind, and God darn it, a lot of fundraisers, people say, Richard, you know, we'll, we'd be with you all the way to, to to the top. We think you're a winner. I like I like the House of Representatives because there's a certain anonymity. Uh, there's a freedom to, to vacation that you don't get when you're in the Senate, and uh, – and you don't usually get when you're uh, in the Oval Office, but uh, in the last six years, we've done a pretty good job of changing that. You know, the um, the House of Representatives underwent a big change in the last election. Was your was your district? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Was your district imperiled at all, or did did that touch you in any way? We were well funded. Uh, we don't believe that we were uh, we were ever in peril. Uh, Ohio took some took some heat and some some flack but uh we uh we knew things were going to work out okay that's all i can say is that is that how you feel about the the future of the republican party now that you're the minority party in congress um who knows what's going to happen uh jesse uh all i know is that if we can get prayer in schools if we can get the the ten commandments on a couple of buildings and get people reinvigorated uh, about the uh, electoral process, uh, then we can get this country back on track. You know, we're we're tired of the the, the negativity that surrounds uh, our electoral process. Uh, what we need to do is we need to we need the folks to step back and let the corporations do their work. Um, I can ask a question. A couple uh, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit ago, you mentioned that mm-hmm. um, 
that you liked Congress because you'd, it gives you the freedom to take a vacation. Yeah. Um, I'm just... Just, you know, because we're having fun trying to keep it light. We are, Maybe, we are trying to keep This isn't, a, I yeah. mean, this isn't no. you know, this isn't World this News isn't Tonight. This is the yeah. group. I'm not Tom yeah. Brokaw. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'd like, just like to tell us a little bit about your, your last vacation. It sound, sounded interesting to me. Well, uh, the, the last vacation, actually, uh, I went to West Hollywood. Uh, I, I, I had been told there was going to be a gay, a gay pride parade. And uh, I wanted to try to stop it. And so um, I jumped up on a float, and uh, I can't remember if the fellow was a, a, a pirate or he was – he had an eye patch that I, re- I remember, and we got into a tussle. And as I started to fall, I tried to pull him off the float, and I had not anticipated him being so oily. And I fell and I broke my ankle, and uh, it cut it short. It cut it short. Uh, but I'm going to get back in there the next gay pride parade, and uh, I'm going to look for that fella. And I don't know, I don't know his name. I don't know uh, what affiliation he is with, but I do know he wears Dracar Noir. Well, uh, Representative Martin, it was really good of you to come on the show and, and uh, join us and talk with us a little bit. God bless you, uh, Jesse, and uh, is it Jason? Uh, Jordan. Jordan, God bless you both. You, you, you seem like neat fellas. Come around to, to our way of thinking. You know, you, you liberals, you, you, know, you, you, you live in a, in a world of fantasy. You know, you think the world runs on raspberries and cinnamon. It doesn't. It runs on oil and the exploited labor of poor people. God bless. Well, Representative Richard Martin is a Republican representative from Ohio. He's on the internet at askarepublican.com. Uh, is, that, is that correct, Representative? That is, that is correct. Send me your questions, and, uh, and you, can, uh, you can click on the links and see some, me answering some questions from an from a auditorium teeming full of greasy-haired liberals. Well, thank you so much. It was really kind of you to join us. God bless you. La, la, la. You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, one of the most popular segments on our program has quickly become Jordan Sings a Song. I got some outraged emails last week when we did not have Jordan Sings a Song. Uh, Jordan, what song will you be singing for us today? Uh, I will be singing uh, the, the American folk classic, uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain. It's about a hobo's paradise. Uh, well, maestro, uh, cue the music. Let's go. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short-handed shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm gonna stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the jerk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Thank you. A hobo's paradise, Jordan. Mm-hmm. There's a lake of stew and whiskey, too. You can paddle all around it in a big canoe. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment on Jordan Jesse Go. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm Jordan Morris. We've got to change. The, it's modular. It's a modular segment intro. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you leave this part off. Sometimes you bring this part in. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you Fluid, talk about it. malleable. Sometimes you talk about it for a really long time afterwards. Like we're doing now. Other times you talk about it for so long that people turn off their iPods. Mm-hmm. Um, I just flipped to just watch Ask a Ninja. Exactly. <laughs> Get it? He's a ninja. Mm-hmm. Weird voice. Yeah, he's doing a weird... He's a ninja. 
Very repeatable. Uh, I asked a guy from iTunes how how the sound of Young America compared. He said, yeah, very, very well. It always does very, very well. It's no Ask a Ninja. So I watched Ask a Ninja. There, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's no content. I mean, nothing against it. Nothing against the man who did it. God bless him for having that good idea and uh, doing a solid job with it. It's just a guy in a ninja suit doing a funny voice. Kind of. It's just nothing. It's not a thing. Hmm. Um, this is the outro of the program. Surely you don't feel that way about Strong Bad. <laughs> uh, I actually kind of like Strong Bad a little bit better than Ask a Ninja. Yeah. Strong, Strong Bad, Bad has a certain funny. charm, mm-hmm. I think. It's not just a retread. Um, oh, man, I really didn't plan for this segment to be about me bitching about Ask a Ninja. <laughs> you can cut it out if you want to. I'm fine with it. I probably will. Um, I probably won't. I'm, just, I'm too lazy. Sure. Um, one thing I want to talk about before we go, we had the first ever sound of young America, maximumfun.org, Jordan, Jesse, go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Meet up here in Los Angeles yeah. on Friday night. I apologize. I couldn't make it. I, I'm really sorry. I was at the, uh, Long Beach Grand Prix till mm-hmm. all hours. Yeah. Fuck you, Jordan. Hey, Jesse, if I can secure an interview with BMX legend, Dave Mira, I have got to fucking hang around till he's not busy. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that. I, I went to the I went to the meetup even though I had burned myself severely while cooking uh, chicken parmesan. Wow! I was flipping the chicken parmesan. So I was got crisping that it. Bando there. Yeah, I was crisping it in a in a pan in some oil, some hot oil. And as I flipped it, it slipped out, hit the oil, and the oil went up my arm, and I I have bubbling skin. Oh, That's disgusting. Cow. I should Holy warn cow. you. If if you're grossed out by stuff like bubbling skin, don't listen to the last 10 seconds of the show. Um, just wanted to get a warning out sure. there for people. Um, it was a lot of fun. We had, uh, we had a really good group of people out there. There was no, there was very little awkwardness in the conversation. People were really happy. Like it, mm-hmm. was, a, it was about as big a group as you could reasonably have talk in one large group. Mm-hmm. But everybody was happy to talk to each See, other. See, if I would have been there, I would have just thrown off the dynamic. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. You would have ruined the whole thing. Like you ruin everything. I would have just been showboating the whole time. <laughs> doing a little of this, a little of this. Jordan's doing some moves, by the mm-hmm. way. If you, you can't showboating. see him, he's doing some showboating moves. Uh, we went to see the match game at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, uh, hosted by Jimmy Pardo, who people may have heard of, John Jordan, Jesse Go before. Um, and that was super, super fun. Yeah. Uh, Panelists included Andy Richter, who was hilarious. Oh, did he uh, complain about his show getting canceled? Uh, he got made fun of for his show being uh. canceled, and it, he was sad. And then somebody said, bring back Quince, <laughs> apparently referring to his show Quintuplets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess maybe they'd never seen that show, but not, it was terrible. Not real good. It was a terrible show. Mm-hmm. I would call it bad. How I did, love Andy Richter, but that show sucked. How did he, how did he feel about Quince? He said, oh, Really? <laughs> I believe those were his exact words. So we had a really fun meetup. I'm going to post some pictures on the forum. We took some pictures with my girlfriend's Digicam. It was a super fun event uh, had by all. Anyway, this is the outro. Action items for this week's program. We have one core action item for this week's show. Besides the general, uh, Judge John Hodgman, uh, personal questions for Jesse and Jordan are mm-hmm. always welcome. Uh, advice for Ashley is a new thing that's always welcome. Uh, Jordan, you have an action item, though, that, that's very specific. Yes, uh, if you like Entourage, explain uh, explain why you like it and try and convince me to continue watching it. 
Yeah, trying if you are a fan I've watched of Entourage, some why? of it. Maybe yeah, maybe some things that you've learned, some universal truths that you can glean from it, um, or just maybe convince me that the last part of season three is good enough. to Wait, continue. universal truths? Yeah, you want them to glean universal truths from Entourage? They're Shouldn't not watching. You? They're not watching the Popol Vuh. <laughs> this isn't a dramatization of Gilgamesh. <laughs> this is no Uncle Vanya. <laughs> They're not going to see the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> um, that was my only Russian literature reference, the Grand Inquisitor. Um, if What do you think of Entourage? 206-984-4FUN is the call-in phone number. 206-984-4FUN. Or you can email us, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun. Wait, no, I lied. JJ Go. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Absolutely do not send Jordan Jesse Go emails to... Yeah, that'll fuck everything up. That'll screw it all up. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Uh, and we'll see you on the internet and uh, on the forums and, and the email and everything. And all that. Uh, special thanks to uh, the Free Design who composed our theme music. Um, it is called... Love You. And it is on uh, uh, it is on Light in the Attic Records, and so you should buy their CD because it's really wonderful. And speaking of CDs, Jordan, I have a new idea for a segment. Okay, if you're out there and you're a listener and you have a record, any kind of record, yeah, uh, music record uh, that you have actually made into a CD, I don't want to hear somebody's demos or something. But if you have something that you've actually gone through the effort of making a record and selling it. Send it to us. Tell us one. The address is on the website. Tell us the one best track. We're going to close every show with a song from somebody who's listening. And that way, you know, you can listen to it for a few seconds. If you don't like it, you can just press the next thing button. Uh, or yeah. if, you do, if you do like it, you can listen to it. If you're not sure, you know, it's only three minutes long anyway. Right. What do you think of that? Sure. Pretty Most good. songs are three minutes. Pretty good? Yep. I, like, I love it. I want to support independent music and everything. Why not? Might as well. Yeah, that's everything. Jordan, Jesse, go. MaximumFun.org. I've been Jesse. Bye, Jordan.